from Anchor FM, this is Etch the Edges, where we climb the steep cliffs of the divide, the issues that separate us from the right and the left, and we do the hard work of closing that divide. Find the common ground we know we all share. Hi, I'm B.S. Brown, your host, and together we will etch the edges. America has often been at the crossroads, and yet here we are again. What do we do? And how do we do it? Together, let's get into it. Our purpose? To do the work. To truly peel away at the extremes, for it's the extremes, the extremes that divide us. The tail is wagging the dog. Small groups of people with outsized voices are commanding the stage, and the rest of us? Well, the rest of us suffer for it. It's time for all that to change. Let's lean into discomfort. Let's have the hard conversations, and together, let's etch the edges. Welcome back to Etch the Edges. We've got another visit from our friend, John Jersey Coderich. Now, the thing that I really want to, to, to lean into real quick is and you guys out there know it, right? This is supposed to be what Jersey's uh, named in going forward. We're gonna have, we're gonna call these things like conversations with a white guy. You know, <laughs> a refreshing perspective from the other side of the color line, so to speak, around our ethnicity, one race, remember all one race, but we wanted to spice it up a little bit with some of that mixture, even though he and I are both Democrats. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, we've got to say that, we've got to state it real clearly. We're Democrats, but you know, SGH is about closing the ideological divide and we can always find dimensions around which to have a conversation. And perspective is always important no matter which way it comes from. But in this instance, when we're having these conversations, for better, uh, for all intents and purposes, you'll know it's coming from somewhat on the left and we'll do our best to give credence and talk well about perspectives on the right as we see them. But now, unfortunately, what we have to discuss is the events of last week. And we've given it some distance. You know, everyone on the planet knows what happened January 6th on the Capitol, at the Capitol, and what took place. And it was just, you know, I, I'm a writer, so I'm never supposed to be at a loss for words, but this lets me, it, it makes me stumble a little bit. Jersey, what, let's just, jump right on in the capital jersey that's a, that's a good you, you put a couple a couple of good good thoughts already like some some seeds or so um again it's, you you're, you have a good point first off we are two democrats and so we are kind of like-minded and i think it's important uh message to say that we we try to get away from the echo chamber but you still have to have discussions Absolutely. um so when it comes to these sort of things uh the hard part is is not demonizing you know, you're trying to, we're trying to find, figure out the ideological divide is the people think differently and that's totally cool. Uh, disagreements are important. Dissent is good. Without dissent, you don't, you don't get new ideas and then you don't rise up. You don't improve as a community or a society or as in, even as just a species. Um, so this one's a toughie. Um, and so it's hard. It's, it's, it's to be a hard discussion. Um, last week was so depressing. I think it, and it should be for any, anyone who calls themselves American. Um, it was an assault. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a takeover. Our government disappeared, like literally. 
it, yeah. it was gone. We did. We had no government for hours. It worked to a certain extent. Uh, it was an invasion. You know, they they rose up a different. They took down the American flag and rose up a different one. That that's, is, a, that's a powerful thing. We just just pause on that one real quick, Jerry. Mm-hmm. We had no government for several hours. We had no government for several hours. That that is a powerful perspective, just to entertain because we were invaded. Mm-hmm. We were invaded by insurgents, domestic terrorists, and supremacists who drove our leaders into hiding. Yes, absolutely. And there's, there's and like in the past four years, it's it's hard to not speak in hyperbole. People think we're talking hyperbole. You know, it's the end of America, and you hear all these things. And, uh, usually you see it on one side, and uh, but now, like you know, it's the other side is the Republicans saying, you know, you know, vote for this person, and you know, you'll, you know, your kids will die, and they, they literally yeah. go to ridiculous hyperbolic things. But this is actually just a factual observance. It's just what happened. We had it, an enemy. Guess what? It hasn't happened since 1814. Yeah, British. And it's real because it was an insurrection. Mm-hmm. It was a takeover, and it was incited and fomented by the commander in chief, and all of this firmly rests at his feet. And we can't lose sight of the fact that people died. Uh, people did die, um, and that, you know, that's always it, it's it's the most tragic part of it. You're looking at anyone in that that building, um, and for any kind of that was, that was combat experience, you know, you're looking at the the loss of life, which is we should be of all paramount, you know, especially you know you know a, a boy in blue, which is you know championed <laughs> like by you know by the folks who, that that these folks who in, who rushed the Capitol, they championed those boys in blue so much that they had just had to kill this guy, and it's I don't want I mean I. You know me, I'm trying to bring even just levity to that, that just ridiculous sensitive subject, but it's so it's the absurdity is just through the roof here. I can't imagine. I just I, I, like a worse circumstance or just the, right now, like a, a more realistic, like awful circumstance that could have happened. A friend of mine pointed out, like he said in very simple words that really that kind of shook me to my core. He said, we are just one charismatic, loyal, uh, loyal general, oh, general away from a fascist state, a completely failed government. That's it. And we were that close. And again, don't want to speak hyper, you know, hyperbolically, but they really were. We already had, you already saw the police and law enforcement being kind of complicit. Yes. You saw guys kind of open the doors for them. You saw policemen and, and, law, and law enforcement officers taking selfies. And, and that's with the, you know, with the bodies next to them. This is, it's it's the absurd the absurdity is out it's just uh, make my ears just turn red and seem come, come go out my face it's like an absurd awful terrible b movie white house down comedy exactly <laughs> white house down and it actually happened yes and, and that and that is the, that is the terrible thing right C- congress down that's what congress yeah. down what white house up congress down trump's down the street celebrating saying look at what i'm able to convince my people to do and that, and that, and yeah. to your point, and what your friend said, it is terrifying because we were a heartbeat away. We're a heartbeat yeah. away, right? You've got over 70 million people who voted for Donald Trump, and maybe a lot of them thought or think better of it now. But 
at the time, given everything that he's done, because it's plain to me, as is to others, that each step up to this point has been a successive move forward in terms of sedition. You know, his behavior, his words, his actions, things like, oh, that's just locker room. That was his first thing out the gate regarding grab them by the pussy. Oh, that's just locker room. You know, don't, don't even put the talk on the side. He just says, oh, that's just locker room. I'm like, what is that? What is he talking about? But locker room talk, it doesn't matter. Don't take it seriously. Also discount the fact that, you know, I, I pay for sex with porn stars. You know, throw all of that out. But it was all indicative of a narcissist who mm -hmm. consumes power for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And as much as many of these people feel he has their best interest at heart, his actions show that he doesn't because what's her name? Ashley Babbitt? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the, the, the Air Force, yeah. The Air Force veteran, she Better. died with a Donald Trump flag tied to her back. It's, it's so absurd and like, it's one of the things that's been bugging me for four years. Again, it's one of those things you don't want to you know, want to demonize or belittle you know someone of who thinks differently, and it's fine. But Absolutely. here's one of those things where ideologically we can do, we can definitely disagree. We can disagree on healthcare, uh, women's uh, reproductive rights, you know, defund the police. Sure, I mean, yep. you know, there's there's a, we can disagree on all those things, but I can't wrap my head around just following this leader. It is so cult like. It just yes. is. It is. There's one currency is loyalty. It's Kool-Aid cool, it's loyalty. What he says, how he says it, just follow mindlessly. Does he, I mean, it's, it's all about lies. He does, he's just all about sales. He does absolutely nothing productive, nothing for anyone else. And I can't understand 70 million people voting for him. Like, that was, that was a thing. Like, I, I predicted he would lose because he's the most hated president, most ineffective president in history now. In history, yeah. Um, and, but still 70 million people voted for him. And that is befuddling to me. I don't think he gets 70 million votes uh, tomorrow, um, but he gets 50 million. Gets, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the problem. There's and, a substantial number of people yeah. still on the Trump train. Yeah. It's, I and I, I don't want to like turn this, make a huge left-hand turn. I'm, I'm going to make an analogy here. Um, and some, something that the, the Republicans and a lot of right-leaning folks uh, would, would, I don't know. I just wanted to, maybe they'll relate to them is doing that study of uh, like Al-Qaeda, like true extremist groups out in, in those uh, truly Islamist uh, countries. Now, most of the folks in those Islamist countries, they have terrorists, they pipe bombs, they put, you know, they're crazy, they're putting bombs on their chest and go bomb innocent people. Those people are out, you know, out of this world, terrible nuts. Yep. But the biggest problem in those countries, and a lot of, a lot of those countries, you know, and the, and the most extreme uh, versions of those, is that 78% of the working man who would never put a bomb on his chest approve of that behavior. Right. And so that's exactly what's going on here. Now, I actually know people that were in D.C. that day. I actually I know a domestic terrorist now. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I also know people who stayed home and approve of that. And that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Those Trump folks were al-Qaeda. Storming the castle, taking over, and doesn't matter, lives, logic, reason, out the window. It's just about the, our one leader, you know, they're Bin Laden or they're Trump. Same thing, same guy. But, it, but it's the people at home, which we have to work on, which is more even more concerning to me.
Yes. The people that stayed home and they would never go to DC. They would never storm the, uh, the castle, but they approve of it. And that's a problem. Well, let me ask you this, Jerry, because it, it, mm-hmm. and you're right. It's a huge problem. And that's why this election is not the end. It's more the beginning. Mm-hmm. To, your, to another point you made, we really do and should, we do need and should value the GOP. Um, we need opposition. You know, in the cauldron mm-hmm. of positive conflict come the be- out of that cauldron come the best ideas, right? And we know that. Yep. So you want an opposing perspective. You want to be able to vet ideas, go back and forth passionately, vigorously to come up with what's right, what makes the most sense. And right now, we, we don't have that. We haven't had it for a very long time because we know on the right, it has been more, if you don't agree with me, then you're not compromising. And they would mm-hmm. sell the story that, you're the guy that's being the obstructionist. And it's right. an amazing thing. It's worked for almost 20 years or something like that. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the game that they're playing. And we know we want to fix all that. But those actions culminated in Donald Trump. And, and I just want to ask you, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, so what's going on in the head of the person that decides it's a good idea to march in a revolution and take over DC. Because if you want Donald Trump to remain president, let, let's, let's, let's cut that divide and, and open it up. Why, why, what's, what's he doing for it, you? It's, it's, you know, that's a mystery wrapped in a, in a riddle, <laughs> like in an enigma. Because um, that was another thing that like uh, another buddy of mine just asked. And it was just like, a, it's not like a benign question. Yeah. All right, see these guys, or right, you go in, you know, rush up the rush up the castle walls. You know, storm the castle, take over. What's what define success? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, so you go in there, like you're in there. You're actually you know, you've achieved your goal. You've, you've, you've achieved the first step. All right, you're in you're in the capital building. Now what? What what is what do you want to do? Now, unfortunately, you know you, you see things like uh you know zip ties and pipe bombs were like, and you know hang Mike Pence and uh and people like so. The only actual ver- like stated goal was the little murder of our elected officials, yeah. and not even Democrats. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and so that, that's again, that's the horrifying point. Like, so there really was like, what is, what define what is success? Is like, what do you what is your plan? Like, are you going? Are you take Mike Pence or you, you kidnap him? And how does that further your goal? Like, what is your goal? Are Donald Trump is, remains president? Well. How do you do that? How does storming this, 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 you know, the Capitol accomplish this goal? I, it's the, it's the biggest question. Like, I can't figure out what their definition of success is. Right. You know, now ground level uh, Republican uh, or you know, Trump fan. It's all it is is simply Trump is president. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter they accomplish anything. Trump is president. No one else is. That's not nearly good enough, but. It's just, it's amazing to me. Like they, there is no, there's no success here. There's no platform. There's no policy initiative. There's no mm-hmm. thought around. I want these five things. Mm-hmm. All I want is the one. That's yeah. Trump to be president. But here's what we know. And we know this, Jerry. You and I both know Republicans. And, you know, I, and I know some, even now, here in Swanee, who still, they want to stay on the Trump train. They're, they're struggling a little bit, but they're still kind of hanging on. And, you know, I, I, I can't get an answer to your point. I can't get an answer around. So what's next? What, what, 
what was going to be the what's the what was the plan because now maybe i don't know you and a couple of your friends went to dc and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna assume you didn't know what the full plan was i'm gonna say that you and i both know that as you walk the mall and you saw someone taking the time to put together a hangman's noose and gallows and they did that. I don't know how they did that. I don't know what they got the time to do that. They were prepared. No, yeah, and no one stopped them from doing that. But if you're walking down the mall on your way to the Capitol and you see that, do you stop and think? Because you got in, and then you see these guys in all of these military outfits and they've got these ties. It's amazing to me. And it's like uh, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine. He's a, ra- a rational Republican. This is uh, I've known him forever. He's a very close friend of mine. And I would tell him stories of Trumplandia and how yeah. they think. And this is, and he's like, "That's a weird place." They did, you know, real people don't do that. Like, yeah, they do. Dude, the thing is, the people have to understand that the, these people that storm the Capitol—that's the base. Yeah. These are not extremists. That's, the these, that's this is the this is what's normal to them. And I'm not talking about those people in D.C. that ride it. I'm talking about all people that have a Trump sign in, in their front lawn. Yeah. Like I said, it was like I said before, like they, they may or may not storm the castle, but they approve of that and say that's the right idea. And the problem is that that has such that is taken over so much of the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, and I just it was, a, you know, we, we knew we we're going we to be talking about today. I did look this up. Um, and. Uh, you know, Trump had 90% Republican approval on January 5th. He's all the way down to 77%. <laughs> How is that fucking possible? <laughs> like that, that is absurd to me. That is absurd. And like, so absurd. where, where, how does this happen? And that's the, the psychology is, is, is what's interesting to me. Like they've gone down this rabbit hole. And I think that I really do, aside from the Ted Cruz and the Howleys who, who should be are lumped in with those guys? Yeah. They have called. They've. 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 They're one octave away from Trump for causing this as well. Exactly. Um, I mean, Cruz's uh, speech uh, about how half the American people think that you know have questions, and I think that the election was 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 uh, conducted questionably, and and what might be a fraud. Well, it's because you said so so many times. There's no yeah. evidence of it. Th- those folks. I know like Mitch McConnell and most of the, the, the Republicans are like, let's get out of this. Yeah. They, they were saying this before, before uh, the insurrection. They're like, this asshole is fomenting overt racism. The base of the party is, is not the, is the KKK now and overt racism. That wasn't just a small little sect of it. Now it's become the foundation of the party. It's become the foundation. You know, overtly. Like, of course there's racism and we can talk about those in, in later day, but now it's front and center. Proud Boys, KKK, over racism. That is the foundation of the ideals that are going on in GOP right now. They really, and I think they recognize that. Like Mitchell mm-hmm. O'Connell, McConnell talking about impeachment now, saying for he's he's actually whipping votes. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that today, and that is an amazing thing, right? Yeah, because to, you know, and and when we think about it, you think about a Mitch McConnell obstructionist all during Obama's years. He is he is all about power, and he always mm-hmm. has been. So it's not surprising that you heard things out of 2016 where he would, you know, he would sit there and say behind closed doors, well, you know, we have to stomach this. You know, this guy is crazy, mm-hmm. moron. 
but it's okay because you know he's our moron and we're going to get some things done and you discount the danger of putting a narcissist at the center of your power base because he's been infected like a virus so here we are today we're only 70 something off 77 percent is what you said yep that's from uh, Ameris pool that's a Marist university pool a poll by the way i made that clear it wasn't <laughs> that's just it's 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 horrifying that that many republicans you know base republican folks are thinking that he's okay and mm-hmm. that was justified if you had to think about if they had captured nancy pelosi if they had captured mike pence and hung him it, it, it would that would be it i mean America it's already a disaster yeah. And now they have a serious, I mean, come to Jesus moment, you know? And so we go, we go forth into like, the repercussions, talk about the 25th Amendment, talk about you know, impeachment. I mean, personally, if I was Mike Pence, I think if he, if he really made an effort, on, him and the cabinet are so feckless, it'll never happen. That is but, the problem. That is the problem. He's, why is he such a coward? It's it's amazing, but the thing is, it's the it's the only call for him. You've already got this guy who's basically put put your freaking life in in danger. Yes. Called Lily Hat like inside a mob to call for your little head to be hung. That gallows was for him. Yes. <laughs> like uh, it was for him. They were chanting about it on the way in. Yeah. They're gonna get him. And so like you and you've you've been under his thumb. He's already you already know that you know your political life is over because you've been attached to this asshole for four years. Period. Your your best bet, honestly, just you know, as a gambler, like, hey man, why don't you just go ahead and say twenty fifth, and be like, for the last five seconds of this vice presidency, you'd be like, I did a something. Yeah. You know, like, be a and, man. Get her done. You know? It's sad because you know you got to be thinking that in his conversations with his wife and his close his comrade his comrades and his friends, you know, they, somewhere he's thinking I still have some capital left. And I, he probably looked at the, the same poll and he's thinking that some of those people can be mine. I can only think that must be what he's holding on to. But you and I both know that that's insane. They will yes. never vote for him. And no. he's got no credibility. No, no, he's got nothing anywhere else. He's got nothing left. Like you said, he should go out on top such that it is yes. maybe the first rung at the bottom of the stairs and say, I'm going to go ahead and vote this thing. I'm going to call the cabinet together. We're going to get him out. But I think, again, it, it, his cowardice is, is twofold in my mind. The hope for something in the future and fear. I think he's still afraid of Donald Trump. I think, it, and, and that makes him an unconscionable punk, unfortunately. And I don't mm-hmm. say that to be funny or trite. It's just really a statement of fact based upon our observations of who he is and what he's doing. He's yep. already come out a little bit harder when he came back that day and said, I'm just going to ride this out. I'm not doing what Donald Trump says. He should continue along those veins. To do any different, it's just, like you said, feckless. It's, it, that's the thing. It's painful. And he always was. Like Pence is, is that just that type of guy. Where, like, he literally, I mean, uh, <laughs> people didn't know, like, he, he does not allow himself to be in a, a room alone with a woman unless his wife is there. <laughs> and and so like i said like there's he, there's two types of people for him as far as mike pence is concerned two types of people out there there's people that hate donald trump therefore they hate mike pence because you've been yeah. riding along this thing for for four years and then there's people that love donald trump and hate him 
<laughs> that's everybody. That's, that's <laughs> so much it. It's sad. It's sad. And so, like, dude, that's like, literally, it really is everybody. I hate you now. So, the one thing, like, just, but again, he just doesn't have any stones. It's never going to happen. Yeah. That being said, you know, like, you look at the 25th Amendment versus impeachment. I'm, you know, I think impeachment is the better option, anyways. Me too. I think it's the more, it's the 25th Amendment should be more viable. Um, just because it takes less people, although strange enough, we're running out. We're running out of cabinet members, so we might not actually have enough cabinet <laughs> members to do it, anyways. Right? You know, like everyone's just running, you know, you know, you know, jumping off this uh, flaming ship. Um, and so, like, you have uh, you have impeachment, which is actually the better form, anyways. Yeah. And it's again, it's good for everybody. It's good for McConnell, good for uh, uh, Republicans. They can purge Donald Trump from the Republican Party. Yeah. Be like, fuck this guy. He's done all this damage, and we're like, in one file should be done. So therefore, in four years when he was going to run, he can't run again. So they don't have to worry about running against him. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's the best political move for everyone. It's a win-win-win across the board. It's a win across the board for both parties. And you do that, you start the hard work, the hard, difficult Mm -hmm. work of putting the mental vaccine into the GOP. Because you've got mm-hmm. a virus, you got to kill. I mean, you've seen them, Jersey, from from the Gallo pictures all the way to the guys with the six MWE T-shirts. You know, it's, I find it fascinating that you can find a black man standing on a line protesting our government in support of Donald Trump next to a Klansman, next to a group of guys, fellas wearing T-shirts that say six million wasn't enough. And at the same time, at the same time, yeah purport to be the party that's the staunchest supporter of Israel. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. And it's it's painful to say, and it doesn't help close the ideological divide. But as we go through these conversations and walk down these hallways, some of this stuff needs to be infused with passion and said the right way. Hillary called it. That is a basket of deplorables. Absolutely. That's what that is. She got it right from the jump. And it's sad, but true. And you and, and and you know you like you said we we know fellow Republicans friends fellow Americans who are Republican and they they struggle around this concept this topic but the first thing I have to say to them is it's there it's there and you guys don't seem to want to do anything about it there are not good people on both sides no. <laughs> It's the the simple phrase again. It's you know we talk about the differences between two parties in general. Like one is uh, Democrats kind of long winded. They talk about you know fixing a road, and then you've got you know page long of, of answers and discussion about just fixing a road. And and then Republicans say just fix the damn road. They're good at it. <laughs> small road. Just one statement. Simple phrases. You got. It. And the, the simple phrase I have said, and I've told you know every Republican friend I had like. I'm not, like I said this four years ago, I've said it, I'll say it today. I'm not saying that all Republicans are white supremacists, but all white supremacists are Republicans. Bar none. You know, and that's, that is a problem. That's, you know, it's a problem for all of us, just to be clear, all, no matter your party. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, that's the thing. And you you point out, you know, the, you know, people of color sitting next to each other, uh, next to that guy, like, and I hesitate on that one. That's where I'm going to slowly, slightly disagree with you because that is what the other side loves to point out. They, 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 
they dig hard, they dig deep. Here's a black guy that agrees with me, so I'm right. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's you know I equate you know, and this is harsh language, but it's it's you know I equate it to um, the black slavers in the 1800s. You know, and just it's the same thing. Like, yeah, okay, you found that one dude. Whatever. It's it's not relevant. You know, that one guy is is just you know is he's surrounded by crazies. He's got to be covered in crazy himself. You're right. At least in that instance, we can say that he's alone going that far in suffering from his own personal cognitive dissonance. But mm-hmm. you, you know, as well as I do, we've got quite a few Herman Cain's out there. They mm-hmm. would not have stormed the Capitol to be sure. I'm going to assume that, um, what's his name from DeKalb County that switched parties now, Vernon Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he, as a matter of fact, I think he was there. He just didn't storm the Capitol. I think he was the, there. Like, there was a there's a bunch that they're trying to figure that out. Um, and just even the the law enforcement folks that are complicit, you know, there yeah. are there they were there were there was folks with badge, uh, you know, there storming the Capitol. Um, and that's a that's a different that's a different problem. So that's one thing that's been on the news. Like, can you fire someone if they? You know, on social media doing something, I guess you can, yeah. unless they're a public servant, which these guys are. So now investigations are in the old path. So another question, again, these we're, we're not answering much, but we are asking questions that need to be asked. And again, when you ask these questions, then you, then you find true answers. How deep is that? Because the question now being posed, and, and again, wild left field realization, how much white supremacy has infiltrated our law, our law enforcement departments? Absolutely. That's a question. It's a, now, it is now in face. It's a relevant question. And guess what? We got to answer it. We've got to answer you know? it. We know, we know that it's been happening for quite some time. It just unfortunately takes critical events to have things reach that critical mass, that threshold point where now we're going to go ahead and engage in the question actively, strenuously. And it needs to be asked because like you, like you said, we, we, we now have video on top of all this other video that we've already gotten files from one end of the country to the other. But we see people, you know, supporting acts of sedition, treason yeah. at the end of the day. And because this is so, so egregious, not that the other things weren't, but this is so egregious and expansive and at the top of the power chain, it now needs, must be answered and all of the other questions that cascade down will have to be answered as well. You know, in, in, in Lee County or wherever you, you have in some small backwater of Georgia, where you know that these things are going on and you know that those people in power might also put on robes at night. You know, in our information age, now more than ever before, we can hold everybody accountable at every level. And if you're doing the thing, we need to put you on blast. And unfortunately, I'm not a fan of cancer culture, but I support it when it's used appropriately. If you're mm-hmm. talking about taking a pipe bomb to blow up Congress and they got your picture, but you didn't actually blow it up. Well, not only should you be indicted, but guess what? You need to be fired, too. I oh, don't yeah. want to work with you. I don't want to know that you're walking into the same building I'm walking in. You, you got to go. You go to jail, you do your punishment, you go to prison, rather. And when you come out, let's see if you're reformed. Because if you're not, maybe you need to stay a little longer. These are the wages of sin. You know, we look at that particular video where that lady 
is, is and this goes back to like you said, just just questions after questions, Jersey, right? And she's like, oh, they put mace in my eyes, pepper spray in my. She's crying, like, well, what happened? Well, we were trying to get into the Capitol. Oh my goodness! <laughs> What's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Chattahoochee, Chattanooga, Chattanooga Tennessee. Yeah. Really? Well, why are we trying to do? Well, it's a revolution. It's like, oh my god! You know? Yeah, again, the cognitive dissonance. It's it's like it's nuclear scale. Yeah, it's nuclear scale. And again, it's like you said, it's almost like with all these other conspiracy things, theories, all these things conflate and they all belong in the same deplorable bucket of nonsense and lack of critical thinking. Even if you had succeeded, what next? You guys might as well take that American flag and chuck that in the bucket along yeah. with the shit in the waste. You destroyed the country. It's, You're going to go ahead and put that guy down the street back in power to do what? I, it's it's cult like you know it's the only thing that can come you know it's been totally said for years but it's true yeah um but just the idea of like I love America so much I'm gonna yeah, take I'm gonna over the cap it. invade the capital take down the flag and put up a different one <laughs> like Trump it's all yeah. Trump Trump this is this is sad it's a sad state of affairs it's a sad time for America but you know back to the point of why we even do this we call it out you know. We, we can be passionate and, and Jersey, I think it's fair that we get the opportunity to blow up their spot a little bit and call it out and because it needs to be called out. But at the end, we want to make sure that we can have cogent conversations with people on the other side of the divide and just tell the story. I mean, you know, it, it, beyond this incident, it requires us just sharing who we are and how we live and how we know we have real common ground and we both value this country that we have to continue to evolve and build together. But on certain incidents like this, it requires that we stop and take the time and just ask, you know, like, so really, what the hell? I hate the blame game because that's, again, it's, it's, it usually it bears very little fruit. And we, we saw that with, the, 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 you know, the, we, we kind of uh, talked about this before about the runoff elections where, yeah. You look into two different commercials. One says that guy sucks, and this guy <laughs> says, "Here's what I think." Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and they're very good at it. Um, the right side has been very good at it. It's about demonization. It's about here. Here's your. Here's the enemy, and that's yeah. you know, that's that's kind of short sighted. It's easy. It's the. It's a shortcut to you know to me. Um and. You said before about how we have to have a counterpoint, and I agree with that. Like I guess before, we dissent. We need dissent so we get higher, higher value uh, solutions. But again, that's, it goes down to a critical difference. Another, yet another critical difference between the two parties. You have Republicans, and this is just my own, you know, batshit crazy theory. Call for what it was. And again, I'm trying to boil it down in ten words. You like batshit um, crazy? Go for it. <laughs> But Republic, you know, Republicans are of hive mind. It does not matter yeah. if you, you talk to a Republican in Georgia, Florida, Oregon, Alaska, Maine. You, you ask him a question. Not only will you get the same answer from all those guys, you'll actually get the same ten words. It doesn't even matter. Now, if you ask a you ask a, a Democrat, you get five Democrats together. They, they're completely. It's way out there. They'll give five completely different answers. It's like yeah. asking asking five bartenders how to make a margarita. <laughs> they're, they're gonna get five completely different answers they're gonna disagree they're gonna discuss yep 
And again, just between the two parties, one is much healthier. It's just, it, it's about, there already, there's already dissent there. Yep. You know, it's about building coalitions, coming up with, with ideas. My, I have this idea. Oh, you have an idea. Your idea is actually better. Yeah. Let's go with that one. Yep. <laughs> you know, if, hey, this guy. That's it. Yeah. Definitely. But then to, the, to what you just said on that note, right? And you and I mentioned this, and I think it's something that we both need to work together on, on our little side project here where we live, where mm -hmm. we're now volunteering and trying to do extra work. But we need those five to 10 words. We do. Yeah. And we need to be able to put them together so that we can translate the message appropriately to the rest of rural Georgia and rural America in general. Because I guarantee you, you know, and I hate to say things like this, but I've said it quite a few times over this last year because I've just seen it over and over and over again. But the quickest way to convert a Republican in terms of our heightened ideological environment is to give them cancer. It's a horrible thing to say, but yeah, you see just, the testimonies over and over and over again. All of a sudden, the debt comes in, the need comes in, the desire, and all of a sudden, you want community to help people because you, you, your philanthropy is not going to take care of that bill for you. But you're wondering why yeah. my fellow human being, my fellow Americans, don't think enough of me that they want to come and just help me out. I'm not asking for a leg up. My life is on the line. My family's life is on the line. So, in one side. You've got this understanding that healthcare is a right. And yeah, we want to run to help you. And not only with donations and your GoFundMe page, but we want a systemic approach that's policy driven, that gives you what you need in order to make sure that not only are you taken care of and that the medicines that you get are cutting edge with strong efficacy, but after the fact, there's a means by which you can take care of the debt, your family can subsist, your children can go to school, and you are well taken care of, and you can continue to contribute to our greater society. That's what we should be selling and telling, but it gets missed. It gets missed. And like I said, you throw that ugly out there and all of a sudden you see these stories of people converting, but it shouldn't be that way. We gotta figure out how to get that message out right. And on the topic of healthcare, in my opinion, we gotta fight that one aggressively because it should be a, a competition of ideas on both sides that in many respects on many dimensions fit the mold that I just described, whether you're Democrat or Republican. It's the details we should be fighting over. Not the fact that on one side you get it, period, on the other, you don't. That's 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 bullshit. Yeah. That's bottom line bullshit. And we gotta kill that. Well it's it's you know the thing about that and going into again labeling, they have been very, very good uh, about labeling. Radical left, socialism. Yes. Uh, we, Things that most folks don't understand. We live in a socialist country. I don't um, get that. <laughs> you know, police, fire, uh, <laughs> like uh, streets, roads, uh, parks. These are all social, social security, places. veterans you know? affairs, oh, Medicare, yeah. Medicaid, things of that nature. The police. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so again. It's just like all these you know social commies. You know, it's just these uninformed people that are like they're taking these words and twisting them around. Yeah. You know, to spell things in, in a negative light. You know, I, I'm now joking on a side note. I, I, I'd like, can we call it the radical right now, by the way, after the last week instead of radical left? <laughs> <laughs> like, between the two, which one's really radical? I think um, I think that needs to fit, at least for the time being, Jersey. Right there at 10 words. Something. Can we call it the radical right now? The radical right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's definition right there, baby. Yeah. Um, well, like, it's that's the thing, though, is, uh, you know, 
it, talking about ideas again, it's one of those strengths is the, the Democrat ideas, the, uh, the, the Democratic Party. The biggest strength is this plurality. You know, yep. race, creed, color, uh, sexual orientation, man, woman, it don't doesn't matter. You know, everyone's there. Everyone's represented. You know, we have Muslims. We have uh, uh, people of color, Christians, uh, agnostics, Jewish, <laughs> old, young, rich, poor. It doesn't matter. Everyone's there. And LGBTQ, so, everyone is there. And so when you have everyone there, that's when you more, become more accepting. You, you point out like uh, the way to get uh, a Republican to become a Democrat is giving cancer. Um. I have seen it, or, or I've been seen it, but a friend of mine, uh, like in their their family, they were they were um, uh, they were a lesbian, uh, and they had uh, a Republican father, and luckily it went the right way. So I've seen them go the other way as well. Right, right. And all of a sudden, this this you know these you know this you know, hardcore Republican who was you know anti-gay had a family member who was gay. That's and that's that's what it took two. That's it's what about it's being exposed. It's about being just like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. It's all it is is simply getting out of your your bubble, and and just going and see other people. You know, <laughs> if you're Irish, go to an Italian family, have dinner. Exactly. You know, if you're white, go to a black church. You know. Exactly. And that's what <laughs> we were talking about before. It's and that's why I'm pushing this little program now. You know, FCT three FE to FCT familiarity, comfort, and trust. But you hit the nail on the head, Jersey. It's about getting familiar. Yeah. You get familiar, you get comfortable, you build up that trust, right? And once you start to trust each other, you know, we can still disagree. We can disagree vehemently, but we know we've got common ground to stand on. And you realize that I'm not trying to do something so heinous to you that it requires you to go make a pipe bomb. You know, <laughs> these things are not necessary. <laughs> oh, you're taking my job. You're taking my guns away. No. I'm more time words phrase, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in your gun. I would wonder no. what you can do with your assault weapon besides kill human beings. But that's you. That's you. That's you. You do it's, you. It, I want to do me. Absolutely. Just, you know, and that's it's kind of what it was originally the Republican idea. Just stay out of business, right? Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm for. It's like, oh, right, yeah, get out of my doctor's office. Get out of my bedroom. Exactly. Get out of my life. Exactly. And you know, the funny thing. Not, wow. Like, guess which party is about that? <laughs> you you know, know, the funny thing with that one, Jersey, I just got through doing that with someone on Facebook. You know, I try not to go out there for more than maybe an hour to day to check up on my pages and whatnot that go with this mm -hmm. program and the DS Brown brand. But um, one guy was calling my diversity stuff bullshit and FCT bullshit. And he said, I know what I am and I just want to be left alone. That's what most of us want to do. And I just wrote back, I said, well, the funny thing is, and I get that. And first off, I'd appreciate you not cursing. You sound great. I support you doing what you want to do. The fascinating thing is I hear it on the left too. Same thing. So, yeah. you know, I think we have a little bit of common ground there. We both just want to be left alone. What I'm doing in my bedroom and my doctor's office really should be my business. So if you agree with that, why do you want to inject your beliefs into my bedroom or my doctor's office? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. sound conservative. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's and that's the thing is about tolerance, you know, and just exactly. it's, it's about these. We are again a pluralistic country, and it's a great thing. It's awesome yes. when someone disagrees with us. Like this, great. Like we have three hundred fifty million people. Don't be shocked when someone disagrees with you. Don't throw a pipe bomb at us. Have a discussion. Talk. <laughs> like it never. You know, that's that's the thing. Like the you mentioned Facebook, and I try to dip my toe in the water there just to just kind of follow along what's going on, and it's where. You know, the theory of they all think the same. As you see, 
It's amazing the exact same post all the way down with <laughs> like every. <laughs> but it's it's about opening these doors. Um, and uh, we mentioned last week uh, about you know the one thing about I think my strength is my friends. And so I was talking to a buddy of mine when I was, and it was last week. It was you know it was riot day, um, and um, he uh, I was just I was not in a good place. It was such a it's a horrible day. You know, in my lifetime, the only day that comes close to January 6th was September 11th. Exactly. You know, and the, that's the, the direct comparison. And I was and he's a he's a Democrat himself. And I was like, you just can't talk to these people. I did. No, there's no point. There's no reason to. And he's like, you can't think that way, dude. You just can't. Because if once you do that, you shut down everything. And it's it's like what you're talking about here, DS. When you shut down the, that that option just to have a conversation, you'll lose it. You'll yeah. never win. You have to always keep that door open. The conversation has to be open. Always, always, always. always. Disagree, fine. But once you start shutting out people, like especially in grand swaths like that, that's when you lose the plot. And that's when you lose outright. You yep. And you're going in the wrong direction. Totally the wrong direction. And then in the wrong direction with regard to our country means something that we do not want to even begin to think about. And we've got to hold fast to that. It's definitely necessary. So we've come up on the end here, Jersey. Once again, conversations with a white guy. <laughs> I thought it was great. So Jersey, before we close out, though, I want to make sure I give you the final word this time. Whatever's on your mind, please let the audience know. Well, yeah. Well, guys, um, I just want to say this, this is the type of thing that I dream of is conversations with, uh, with DS here. I just want to appreciate, I just want to give thank you to DS for opening these, uh, this, this kind of uh, opportunity just to have this conversation. And I encourage anyone to just be okay with someone else disagreeing with you. I'm not saying seek out the conversation, but if someone comes along and you see, and they disagree with you, be calm, have some introspection, and at the very least, you don't have to agree with them. Just understand where they're coming from. And that's it. You, like, that's the only thing I ever, ever, whenever I get into a discussion with someone I disagree with, I'm, I'm not trying to change their mind, you know, at this point. I just want them to understand where I'm coming from. And that's it. Awesome. That's a perfect note on which to end. Jersey, thank you so much, brother. We'll be speaking soon, for sure. Thank you, DS. Hey, you're the man. Appreciate it. All right. We thank Jersey Coderich for coming back on and having a conversation with us on Edge the Edges, as he likes to say, conversations with a white guy. And we'll be doing it again and again as we do the hard work of closing the ideological divide. So we'll be doing that hard work. And what I definitely want to emphasize is that the hard work is FCT, familiarity, comfort, and trust. And together, we can't elevate our politics. It's what we have to do. So don't want you guys out there talking about, I'm not going to talk to the right. I'm not going to talk to the conservatives. I just, I can't, I can't have a conversation with the Trumpers. Well, some of them, they won't let you have a conversation with them. But if they have an open ear to try, then you have to try as well. That's who we have to be. And that's how we have to deal with what we can now safely call the radical right. So we'll do that. We'll continue that work. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. So please like and subscribe. 
Tell your family, tell your friends. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Etch the Edges. And please do check out our website at EtchTheEdges.com. Join the movement. Express your commitment to the cause. The cause for a better America, a better world. Where we all can stand together at the mountaintop. Do it for America. Be good to yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time.